Turn with me this morning to Psalm 13. Psalm 13. We've just sung a hymn, and we'll likely sing spiritual songs. Now let's consider a psalm. It's Paul, Paul's mandate in Colossians is to admonish one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Psalm 13. This has three distinct sections. Verses 1 and 2 can be summarized as David's complaint. Verses 3 and 4 as his plea to the Lord. And verses 5 and 6 as David's hope. Amen. I have very simple aspirations this morning. I just want us to consider three things. In our afflictions, do we tell the Lord quickly? And after expressing our afflictions to him and our complaint before him as David does... Do we righteously reason with the Lord, and do we cast our cares upon Him and leave our cares there? Right. And after ca- casting our cares upon Him, do we turn our gaze heavenward? Yeah. Psalm 13. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest mine enemy say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Amen. Verses 1 and 2, the first section. This is David's complaint to the Lord. David here is experiencing some great distresses. He is separated from the Lord. The Lord is not nigh unto him. He is asking the Lord, Are you hiding your face from me? David, as the man after God's own heart, fully experienced the love of God an intimate personal relationship yeah. with him often, and being separated from the Lord and not having the Lord near him causes him great distress, yeah. coupled with the fact that his enemies are rejoicing over him. Yeah. David is a warrior. He's a mighty man. He's king. And having his enemies exalted over him is distressing. The two coupled together, separated from the Lord and enemies that are exalted over him, yeah. cause David great distress. Yeah. Four times we hear this how long? This is intense desire for deliverance and great anguish of soul on the part of David. He's nearly overwhelmed, but he has not lost faith. As we're going to see in the last two verses of this psalm, David has not lost faith, but he is under dire circumstances that have greatly afflicted his soul. Our flesh, when afflicted, will oftentimes think of everything that is negative. We may lose sight of what the Lord truly has done for us, we may feel greatly distressed in our afflictions. But as we're going to see in verses 3 and 4, David is going to take these complaints and reason with the Lord to deliver him and to deliver him from these distresses that perhaps the Lord himself has brought upon him. So as we move into verses 3 and 4, what does David do with this complaint? Now that he's told the Lord, what does he do with it? And what does he say to the Lord to deliver him? Let's consider that David's deliverance, the, the reason he wants to be delivered is for God's glory. Mm-hmm. Verses 3 and 4, consider and hear me. And now he's going to give the reasons for the Lord to consider and hear him. Lest, 
lest I die. There is in our flesh a fear of death. But knowing David's character, he's probably more concerned with God's glory. In that, there is no remembrance of thee in death. In the grave, who shall give thee thanks? Also, shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave? Or thy faithfulness and destruction? Lord, if you kill me, if I die, my tongue will lie silent in the grave, and I cannot praise thy name. This is a righteous man reasoning with the Lord. We know this based upon David's character. Also, he reasons with the Lord, lest his enemies rejoice at his destruction. As king and warrior, defeat and exalted enemies over him was not normal. And also, we would know that David, as a righteous man, would hate his enemies with a perfect hatred because God hates them. And if God's enemies are exalted over righteous men, then God's glory is diminished. His praise, honor, glory is not proclaimed throughout all the earth because the righteous are triumphant. If his enemies triumph over him, then God's glory will not be fully revealed and spoken forth. We are told by David, elsewhere in the Psalms, Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. David here in these first four verses lays his complaint before the Lord and lays his burden at his feet. He casts his burden upon the Lord. Casting your burden upon the Lord means you leave it there and you do not carry it about with you. In verses 5 and 6, he's going to move on away from his, from his complaint, away from his afflictions. Can we, like this righteous man, reason with God for his glory? Not for our deliverance so that we can be free from affliction necessarily, but for God's glory. And can we lay our burdens at his feet and not carry them about with us? Amen. Verses 5 and 6. Having reasoned with the Lord and having laid his cares at God's feet, David shifts his gaze heavenward. Verse 5 starts out with the word, but. This is a transition from the present negative events, past and future blessings are now revealed. And he thinks about these things, both spiritual and practical, God's blessings on his life. He leaves aside his afflictions. He shifts his gaze heavenward, as should we. No matter what his present situation is in verse 5, his trust is in God. He would say elsewhere, save us from trouble, for vain is the help of man. His trust is in God. He's turning to the Lord in prayer and placing his trust in the Lord And he ends up rejoicing in salvation. He has totally altered his mindset. He has put aside the thoughts of his present circumstances. He is instead looking unto the Lord and remembering and recalling and looking forward to the Lord's blessings and his life. David had experienced God's mercies here that he is trusting in many, many times. God's salvation of him he'd experienced many times. What about us? How many times has the Lord delivered us? Can we recall those times and remember the refreshment of soul when the Lord delivered us? And can we place our trust in the Lord knowing that he was our God then he is still our God now? Right. When afflictions seem severe, can we shift our gaze heavenward, vertically towards the Lord, off the things of this earth, even our afflictions? Mm-hmm. Leave the present distresses at the Lord's feet. Yes. Totally change our thoughts as David did here. He went from his enemies triumphing over him, the Lord being far from him, to saying, I've I've trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. Let us be like this. In verse 6, he says, I will sing unto the Lord. Not only is he trusting God's mercy, not only is he rejoicing in salvation, he is singing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with him. 
Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He's not Amen. stopping at trusting or just rejoicing. Right. He says that he will sing. Even though deliverance from, him, deliverance from his present circumstances has not come. He's still under affliction. He's singing unto the Lord, recounting the past times of blessing and of bountiful goodness and looking forward to, as the prophet who prophesied of the coming of the Lord, He's looking forward to eternal salvation yes. as well as practical salvation. Right. The blessings here, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. David had many blessings in his, blessings in his life, but what about us? What about the Lord's mercy in saving us eternally? The lively hope that we have of eternal yes. life. And more so than David, more so than David, knowing about perfectly and fully Jesus' death on the cross for us, having the Holy Spirit as our comforter, having a home prepared for us and being told about us, and being on this side of the cross, and knowing about Jesus Christ fully, unlike David did. The Lord was very good unto David, and he uh, says here that he hath dealt bountifully with me. But what about us? What about you? What about I? Has the Lord right. been bountiful unto us? Has he been bountiful in goodness, and showing us all things spiritually, that we may rejoice in him? In closing, we've considered three sections of the psalm, verses 1 and 2 being his complaint, verses 3 and 4 being his plea, and verses 5 and 6 being David's hope. Yes. In affliction, do we tell the Lord about our complaints quickly? After express, expressing to him our complaint, do we righteously reason with the Lord to deliver us based upon his glory and his honor? And do we cast our cares upon him and leave them there at his feet? And after casting our cares upon him, do we turn our gaze heavenward? This is a psalm of hope for deliverance and casting all our care upon him, for he careth for us. And unlike David, we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Amen.